Tanya for the 28th of Iyar, also the yard set at Shmuel But first, the story. In the town of Jatame, there was a very seemingly powerful person who was part of the group of masculine, the intellectual Jews, Jews that didn't believe in, let's call it the old-fashioned way, the true Torah way of, of behaving. And they very much wanted to influence the Russian government to change the educational system of the Jewish people. And the Rebbe Maharash fought against them like a lion. And one time, this particular person that lived in Jatame managed to gather four very powerful, um, wealthy men and got a, in, got a meeting together with the Russian Minister of Education. And he, he was, this meeting was with the objective of drastically um, under or changing around the educational system of the Jewish people. He came to the meeting, and as he was getting ready to talk, his tongue literally unraveled inside of his mouth and it's, and it's like came out of his mouth. It's, it's, it stuck out you know, in a very dangerous way. They, obviously the meeting was straight away canceled. They rushed into the hospital and they tried an operation to fix his tongue that was literally hanging out and it didn't work. He died in exceptional pain. And the, what's interesting is exactly the same time that this story happened, the Rebbe Marash, exactly that moment was with the Semach, was, at, was visiting the oil of the Semach Sedek. And then Marash had been actively fighting against these efforts. And he was at the, the resting place of his father, the Semach Sedek. His son-in-law was with him at the time. And he said, his, his, the Rebbe Marash randomly said in the middle of, of visiting his father's resting place, he said the spies that went against Moshe Rabbeinu their tongues unraveled and went all the way to their belly buttons. But he commented, he said, it doesn't, it doesn't, didn't, it doesn't, not necessarily does it have to go all the way to the belly buttons until the chin is enough. And the Rebbe just blurted that comment out. And the, his son in law, who was there at the time, was very puzzled by this comment because it, it, it had no context. But later on, as a story of what happened exactly the same moment, but in the Minister of Education, the Russian Minister of Education, the context became exceptionally apparent. The, one of the people that had funded and backed and supported this particular man from Jatame, this person that was trying, that had a meeting that died in a, in a very painful way, his name was Baron, Her Baron Ginsburg. And the Reverend Maharaj sent a messenger to this Baron Ginsburg and warned him, he said, if you continue to fund the, this, these groups of people that are trying to change the education of the Jewish people from a government level, trying to influence it, it's going to be very, very bad for you. And he, he told him, it's you're right now a very wealthy man. Continue to do this, you're going to be exceptionally poor. And Baron Ginsburg was actually very, he's very concerned about it. And Rebbe actually told him, anything you do from now, to the all investments you make until the 10th of the month are all going to be financial losses. And he started realizing the Rebbe Marash wasn't, wasn't joking around. This is a real threat. And the Rebbe Marash was going to change things in heaven. That he was going to be a poor person. He got very scared. And he decided that he's going to, channel the money he was going to support towards this group of Maskilim, he was going to channel that money instead towards building a shul in St. Petersburg, which is in fact what happened. And because it was done in the honor of the Marash, he decided that the, the, the Sidurim that they use should be the Lababach prayer books, which is a very interesting detail. The Tanya so far, so far we, start, we started and finished chapter 51. Chapter 51 brings an example of the relationship between a body and a soul to explain the relationship between this world and godliness and God. And Dr. Ebb explained mode format number one and format number three. Format number one is this all powerful, un 
revealed or concealed energy that equally doesn't affect everything. It's equally hidden effort, absolutely everywhere, the highest laws and lowest laws. And then there's the, the third format, which is energy as it gives godly energy in a revealed way that is catered specifically to every single creature. The highest worlds get exceptional amounts of this godly energy and the lower worlds get a tiny fraction. This world, the lowest of all, gets a, literally a non-visible, a non-appreciable, that's a real word, um, level of energy because you know it's, it's been diffused and, and broken down so much. Today's Tanya, Starting today is going to be talking about the second format. And the second format is the brain, and is in the analogy we've spoken of the past few days, the brain, how the energy, the godly energy comes into the brain first, and from the brain is then apportioned to all the other places. But the brain energy, that's the real that's the real discussion. In other words, it's the discussion of the shina. What is the shina? What does it mean? And it's a very sentimental um tanya for as we'll explain. When we talk about, let's go back to the analogies of Dr. but we talk about the relationship between the soul and the body. Where is the bulk, the lion's share of the revealed soul powers? Where does it go? It goes straight to the brain. The and all the limbs of the body, they get their energy, the toenail, the part, the brain, the, not the brain, the eyes, they get their energy from the brain, which apportions the soul energy as needed, the heart gets a lot, the toenail gets very little, this tiny sliver of brain energy, come, uh, of soul energy comes from the brain and goes into the toenail. So that I says, going back to the analogy between the relationship between God and this world, Let's go to the analogy. What is format number two? The format number two is the will and the knowledge of God. That will and knowledge is like the is like the brain power of this world. It's where the lion's share of godly energy goes. And from Torah, or from the will of God and the wisdom of God, that's how God kind of funnels the godly energy to everywhere else. So first of all, you have the godly energy, unlimited, unrevealed. Then it goes into a state of revealment. In that state of revealment, its first location is the will of God and the wisdom of God. And then the wisdom and will of God says, the revealed part, says, okay, let's give it a lot of energy to the highest law, the word of a silicon, lesson, et cetera, depending on which, which circumstance we're talking about, how it apportions it and and you know what's considered the first job of the gilly close of shahazu whom occurred her highest a show in the coming color had a practice like arms but chess me in a market there he didn't ask my shamas on the commercial what happens is the will and wisdom of god is this first drop-off point and then by way of that everything else gets its energy of course nothing not near as much as the will, will and wisdom of god actually gets i'll explain this in the in the in a moment and because there this source this let's call it the first drop off of the revelation of god because a hidden part of god equally hidden absolutely the highest world the lowest one none of it could feel it in this world we have that energy just as equally or non-equally as the highest of the world but the first state of revelation of god well, in this world, there's barely any revelation. You don't see revelation. The highest world is so much revelation of God. The highest point of revelation is called Shechina. Well, but first, we'll, we'll call, use other words. Mekoyzeh hu nik al-modiskali, it's called the revealed world. Umatshenissa, the queen. There's another, an, another name for this energy. The imatata, 
and the the lower level of mother, Ushchina, and the word Shchina, which is a terminology used all the time, which comes from the terminology, I will dwell in them. God is God. Unlimited, unfathomable, unrestricted, unrevealed. When God says, I want to reveal, or for example, in the Mishkan, when God said, I want to be with the Jewish people, God said, well, build a Mishkan. I want to dwell in them. This desire of God to be revealed and dwell among us is called Shechina. And it's the highest point of godly revelation. It's where this everything else comes by way, by a continuation of that, because that's the highest point of God, godly revelation. And the reason why it's called um, Queen and 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 Machinissa um, and the, and the lower level of Mother and Shechina um, is because it's the beginning of the revelation of Erinsev. Erinsev is unlimited energy, but it's revelation. It's as God wants to reveal His energy. And this energy, this first drop off of revelation energy, is Shechina. It's the God the energy that comes down in its highest form into this world. Now, I'm going to take a slight digression to this because this is so interesting and so critical. This Tanya is was made exceptionally famous because the first Maima of the Rebbe, Basi Lagani, is literally starts off from this point where the Tanya ends, Basi Lagani seems to start. And the Rebbe quotes right in the beginning of Basi Lagani, the very first Maima the Rebbe, the Rebbe said, 1951, the Rebbe quotes this and explains the idea of what Shechina means. And the Rebbe quotes the Rebbe from chapter 52 saying, what is Shechina? Our point of bringing God into this world is taking the Shechina, making the Shechina revealed in this world. Shechina is the first point of revelation of the Ur and And what does the word Shechina come from? The fact that God dwells and closes himself in this world. It's beautiful how it all ties in together with the first Maimon of the Rebbe. And it's also the reason why the Shechina, this second format of godly energy, is called a mother for the children of the Achmashal. What happens is the reason why it's called the mother of the children. Why is this second? And because it's what gives birth to everything. Shin is the first point of revelation. It's it's a starting point of the reveal the revelation of God. So all the souls of the Jewish people, where do they come from? They come from the Shina energy. The Shina energy is a revealed and God wants existent beings in this world, things that have revelation of, let's say, godly energy. The first point is Shechina. So Shechina is called the mother, and everything by extension is a continuation of that, because everything that's revealed, the worlds, the worlds of, from the terminology concealment, all come from the revelation of God. We'll continue along this topic and continue to explain what the, what the Shechina actually means and how it works. Thank you so much for joining. Tanya, Tanya, Zabayim, Shalom, Yafan, Nam, Shalom, Nisan, 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 Nisan,